0: Okay, folks, so this is going to be interesting because I'm on my own personal account doing the uh, Instagram. Um, um, Yeah, so... Normally, I would be on Central District Forum for Arts and Ideas Instagram page, and I'm on my own personal account. So this is Intimate Conversations um, with Danny Terrell. Um, This is going to be quite interesting because, again, I am on my own personal account because, you know, when things won't allow you to be great then stuff happens. So I am just waiting for my guests to come into the room. um, And we will talk to her soon. Um, That's all I'm gonna say for that. Um, I hope you all are well. Um, Again, if you don't know what's happening, I generally don't pop on here, but I am popping on here now Um, just so we can do a thing. Um, That's it. Just so we can do a thing. Hello.
1: Hey. Hey. So good to see your
0: face. It's good to see your face. <laughs> Um, hold on. I'm trying to get some stuff situated.
1: No worries. No worries.
0: And I can't do it because, oh, there it is. Oh, my goodness. This has been an adventure today.
1: (laughs) But isn't that how we are? We're just constantly on adventures.
0: (laughs) I literally was like, I'm going to log into this account. And it was like, bitch, no, you're not. You're not. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just freaking out. I'm like, team, did we change our passwords? I was like, you know what? This is just going to show up on my page. So again, everyone who's tuning in right now, I am Danny Terrell. You are looking at intimate conversations, not on CD forums. It's really intimate. It's at you,
1: it's it's with you.
0: Yes, (laughs) it is with me. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. I'm just so thrown off. You know, like, everything was like, you know, you plan your stuff out and then things just be like, this is what's going to happen today. So I'm okay with that. I am totally fine with this is how it's going to be today. Um, I'm happy to have as my guest today Anastasia Renee. Um, Anastasia's family to me, uh, love to me, um, I know you're dealing with a migraine. We're just gonna put it out there. So we're gonna try to be to the point and fast. Thank you for still joining me. Like we just look, let's just tell the truth. It is one of them days.
1: Just tell the truth.
0: You know You look cute though. Thank you. This
1: is my migraine COVID uh uprising glow. Do you like
0: See? it? It's cute. I like it.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank cute, you. cute, cute. Um, so if you don't know intimate conversations. Uh, is it is something that we started during COVID. Um, we call it physical distancing, intimate conversations. Now it's just intimate conversations. And what I do is just talk to people, artists, creatives, thinkers, doers in the city of Seattle and beyond just about how they are moving through this time period. Um, I normally do my um, land acknowledgement and all that stuff, but I just want to get into talking to Anastasia uh, each guest that I have on this show, I post a question to them, black love looks like, and they have to answer the question, so this is Anastasia's response. Black love looks like Afrofuturism, rocking a retro shirt and repurposed commitment. Hair a mess of love, lips blinking with yes, eyes moist with home you are such a writer i love it
1: (laughs) (laughs) i have to be honest i got that question i was like who can answer this question because there's so many answers so many answers so i i struggled i struggled not not because i didn't want to answer it but just because there's so many different ways to answer the question
0: that is why i put that question out there (laughs) because as we know, Black love is not a monolith. Black love looks like so many things depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. So we are going to jump right in. And my first question for you, what are you bringing in the space today? And who are you bringing in the space today?
1: I'm bringing in the space today um, always my ancestors. I feel like they, they are with me everywhere, everywhere I go um and i'm bringing in calm even though Mm -hmm. there is a lot fluttering yes so i'm bringing in ancestors and calm and a wee bit of humor because i cannot survive through (laughs) anything without some humor i need in my life you know
0: especially now
1: yeah yeah that's how i'm bringing
0: yes and and Even for that, I forgot to mention that we are uh, in this country, in this world, mourning the loss of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Um, just uh, a woman who was one of um, only two first women nominated and appointed to the Supreme Court. Uh, She fought for women's rights, rights for LGBTQIA community, and multiple things, and she was a tough cookie. So... She passed away, I believe, yesterday. Um, and, and as we know, <laughs> as we know, <laughs> we need to get out there and vote if that is what you believe in. Um, I say that because I know people don't believe in voting and that there's nothing you believe in what you believe in. But if you believe in voting, please make sure that you vote. We are, we have been in a four-year struggle, I mean, longer than a four-year struggle. But with this particular president, we have been in a four-year struggle. And it's just going to get worse if he is voted back into office. Yeah. Um, So I would like to tell
1: people to help people that cannot vote. You know, there's a lot of us who can, but we're like physically able. We got it. We're like the ballot, or I'm walking, or I'm mailing. We have all the answers. And I just want to encourage people out there, check in on your elders. And check in on people who it may not be just like, duh, I can do this. Check in on them mm-hmm. and see what you can do t- to help while it's still kind of early. Um, even though it we are during COVID times, like check in on the folks who aren't talking about how they're voting and yes. see what they need.
0: Yes, those that are disabled, elderly, those that, you know, Need a ride? If you have a voting place, you go to. Just thank you for that, I'm making sure that happens. So, um, I just wanted to bring that into the space. Uh, you know, we are we are in some we are in some movement right now. Um, and speaking of movements, what are you moving through right now? Oh
1: my goodness!
0: Yeah, I'm coming with the questions today. <laughs> you
1: know, I feel like. A tornado, because if I remember correctly um with my research, you know my research brain and my kid brain the a tornado what makes a tornado is the polar opposites of the heat and the cold right that's what right. It makes it and i and I feel that way in terms of sadness and happiness or anger um, and calm like there is a there is a real piece of me that is I know it sounds weird but that is so centered and Mm -hmm. focused and like none of this is surprising you know as someone who who was writing science fiction about the apocalypse two years ago that I'm still working on you know like half the the stuff I wrote is coming true why why would anybody want to buy the book but anyway right so there's a piece of me that's like of course of course we have Mm -hmm. fake mosquitoes and the president is this way and the climate like why right. is anyone surprised? Um, and so I'm moving through like, yep. I'm feeling like, all right. This is what's going on. Uh, this, this is how it is. Maybe these are the steps that we need to take. Uh, this is what we need to plan. And then there's the other half of me that's like the burning Elmo like <laughs> like every day I'm looking around I cannot believe this you know what more can I do so I I, I feel like those those parts of me um, clash and then there's the other piece of like the world still it still has to go I'm just not um, I haven't I'm not one of those people that can just take a break Uh, like I'm just gonna take a three month hiatus from the world you know I still have to I still have to push through. I still have to work. I still have to be a parent. I still have, you know, life still has to go on. So I think I I battle with the, with, with what is normal versus can you believe what is happening versus do you see, do you see what is happening? Right? Right.
0: Right. And
1: I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm like this with it. There are days when it's all, I'm like, all right. Right. And. There are days when I'm just completely baffled by humans, mm. by nature, by history, um, mm. and curious about the future. Because I can't mm. say that I that I am a supporter of Afrofuturism and only think that everything is going to be dim and doom and gloom. I think that's yeah. the struggle too. You know, like. If I believe um, in a future and what it could look like, I have to have some sense of positivity with all this. Mm -hmm. And I think that that can be hard, especially during these times.
0: Right.
1: I don't even know if I answered the question. I I think I did. I I think I did.
0: We did. I think I did. I'm sorry. Text messages are coming through after my emergency. Oh, <laughs> what we're, right. we're, we're all right,
1: we're all right,
0: right. we're at a different level. I know, I'm like, we're staying right here. We're not about to like, yeah, you know, we're staying right here. Um, okay. But if someone from cd 4 the team is watching, can y'all please let folks know to move over to my page or Anastasia's page to watch the conversation. Come on over. Right, because we ain't moving. We good. Uh, what brought you to so something that you said that hit me like the calmness um I think I'm so focused right now on where I want to be and where I want to go that it's like I am not really it's white noise right now everything else and I and I also think that we get to that point because it's just like it's not like we haven't seen these types of chaoses arise in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, there are moments where I'm just looking outside and I'm like, what the hell world? Why? And there are moments I'm just like, screw y'all. Do what y'all need to do. I'm just chill. I'm just doing me. Yeah. Um, So I appreciate you saying that.
1: You know what, too, I had to realize, I don't know if it's because I'm a mom or, you know, because I'm a teacher, but There is a percentage of us who haven't. That's the thing I had to tell somebody. There's at least 30% of the people going through this time who in their lifetime, they haven't experienced any of the things that are happening, right? So can you imagine like nothing, nothing like this has ever happened in your life and then you're in it and you're you're also expected to like do something about it. So I feel like that's some of the energy that I'm feeling too. There's a lot of people who are like, I'm sorry, I've never seen, I didn't know about locusts. What do you mean locusts are in the back? Right. What what, right. what do you mean? Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things people haven't experienced. So balancing, letting those people know, sweetie, this has happened before, um, and it might happen again. Right. And you. We will
0: push through exactly and yeah. you know it, it's yeah I, I look at especially like black folks and how we endured for so long um and our adaptability yeah and our adaptability does not mean that we are complacent that means it's just for, in order for us to, to endure more, we have to adapt and think of new and different strategies mm-hmm. and rework things. And it's always funny how um, I would say, especially like um, within the, the the election, the first time around, like white folks, especially white women, were freaking the hell out and, and looking for black folks to save them. And we was just like, you know how many presidencies we went through and like this was our reality you know and i realized like there are certain people in this world that they don't have the ability to adapt and to change and to move through and to endure
1: yeah and then yeah. how do you learn that even though you know i i tried <laughs> to teach my children that but to be honest how do you I feel like I feel like the animals are so lucky because it just happens for them over time. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. thirty thirty years of we realize we can't fly, so oh, our body's just gonna make some wings. No, right. no problem, right? But right. you know, in the in the human, the human form of a because I do believe we are we are all things, but the, the earthly part of us, it's not so easy just to be like, mm-hmm. oh, you need to do this. Just get a right. pair of wings. So I think that adaptability and that endurance that you that you speak of it takes time and then when we look at time we don't have the time you know what i'm saying there's not necessarily 30 40 50 80 years 100 years to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: to to make these changes so i think we're dealing with not only um endurance and adaptability but time The, the, the the time it takes to get to the point where you're like okay we need to manifest some wings right yeah um
0: but I think that like, the thing that, that is interest, that interesting about that is that because our ancestors had to endure, it is in our bloodline to be able to move through these things. And so when you say, how do you teach your children that? I think you're teaching them through your example. You're teaching them because of who is in your bloodline, who is now in their bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I think it's that thing that like, we may not know, Right. But we know because we're still here. <laughs> like right. We may not know, but we know because we're still here. Like That <laughs> type of thing. So it's like, yes, we we question all of this, but our bloodlines could have stopped at a certain point and Anastasia Renee could have never been here. Mm-hmm. But some people in your family said, no, we have to fight and we have to endure in the death because our bloodline is much greater than
1: yeah, and, and I believe a there's, a, there's a group of people um, you know a hundred years from now who are calling upon us. I know everybody's yeah. like, what? But technically we are other people's ancestors Yes. right now doing the work. Right? Yes. Um, if you believe, if you have those kind of spiritual beliefs. And so it's it's really important because we've already we've laid the groundwork right with, while we are laying the groundwork and i <laughs> and i have to remember that you know like earthly me has to has to remember that every day it's not like i have arrived Mm-mm. or something mm-hmm. but if i truly believe these things it for me now is a, is, a, is a time of like all right you said you believe xyz do you do you really right. believe that and what are you going to do how are you moving in those in those beliefs exactly yeah lord knows exactly. it's not easy it's not no it's not,
0: not. <laughs> right right uh when did you um when did you step foot in seattle what brought you here why oh, seattle
1: oh man i haven't talked about this um
0: no what, we haven't
1: what brought me to seattle <laughs> what brought me to washington state was my first marriage Mm -hmm. um i was married to a military man who was in the navy and so we traveled a lot and he got stationed in Bremerton, washington Mm. and i wanted to live in seattle but because of the military rules at that time you had to you had to live a certain radius to your job. Mm-hmm. So the furthest that we could live was Mokotio.
0: Mm.
1: So actually, um, you know, a lot of people didn't know, I was in Seattle because see, ain't nothing for black writers in Mulca-tio. Um <laughs> So I would, I came to Seattle to do all my stuff and nobody would know, like, I would wake up at 4 a.m., and get the children ready, drop them off at the Starbucks by their schools in mulca Then they would go walk to school, and then I would drive two hours to teach at Seattle Girls School to be there at 7.30 a.m., um, then I would drive back from Seattle to McCatillo to cook dinner help folks with homework and be a mom and then I would drive back to Seattle on nights that I had a gig um, because if you're a writer you have to be you, you right. gotta be doing it right so every time I had a show or I had a gig or I had a class I was making that two hour commute um, mm-hmm. and the children were still young so while all my colleagues were like hey we're going for happy hour are you coming on a I'm like <laughs> I gotta I go, go home, home. I got to go home, right? But my home wasn't just five or 10 minutes away. Right. So I actually lived in Mocatillo, but all my business um,
0: was in Seattle. Was
1: in Seattle, And that was okay. looking back. I'm like, how did I, how did I do that? But that's what I did. So that's what originally brought me to Washington state. If that okay. makes sense. And my, all my yes. business was in Seattle. And mm-hmm. um, that was in 2007,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so six or seven. So I've been here like 13 or 14 years, but I don't think that, well, that's another question. But yeah, I've been here for quite a while.
0: I mean, of you, you probably <laughs> got here like maybe two years before we did, which is so funny
1: Mm -hmm. i am
0: thinking you've been here longer than that like Mm -hmm. we got here in 2008 so
1: yeah around about the same time either people think i was born and raised here or for some reason uh they're like hey i don't remember i don't remember seeing you and and i'm like yeah i've i've been here i might not be on the it list but i've been here
0: right 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 uh what's making you stay here
1: you know,
0: <laughs> I'm asking myself that question. That's why I thought I'd pose um, that question.
1: Take, let me take a sip of coffee in my B mug. Um,
0: <laughs> As you're sipping, I'm sipping. yes, what is making you stay here?
1: It's a combination of things. Okay, I was born and raised in the Midwest in Kansas City, Missouri, and then I but my formative years, I was in Philadelphia. Um, Mm -hmm. People, I don't know, people probably don't know that either, but like, so it's like Midwest, East Coast, but I am genuinely connected to the nature here.
0: Mm.
1: I love the trees, the grass. I love that no matter where you are at any given moment, you could get to some water here. I don't have to pay to get to some water. I need right. water in my life as part of my spiritual practice. Like I need to be able not to get in it, but to see it, to sit by yeah. it, to pray by it, to ritual by it, you know what I mean? And so the nature is a lot of what has kept me here. And earlier before that, um, just in, in Kansas City, it's, I can't be, I cannot be a queer black woman in Kansas City Mm. not for me you know a lot has mm. people tell me girl things have changed you know we got two gay bars and i'm like that's not what i'm <laughs> you know what i'm saying like right. i yeah so i think there was a, a, a part of me that was like oh i can be more of who i am here mm-hmm. in seattle right plus the nature And then my kids and I, we moved around a lot. We spent a whole year in Japan. So we were in Japan in 2011, which was a rough time to be in Japan. I came Mm -hmm. back in 2000. I left Japan with the children and my marriage um, and came back. And there was a time when I could have gone anywhere. You know, you never have a moment in your life where there was a time when leaving Japan, we could have gone to absolutely anywhere. But I wanted Mm -hmm. my kids... To go back to their same schools with their friends i didn't want to uproot them twice. Mm-hmm. so once I did that, I needed to wait until they graduated from high school anyway, right so times mm-hmm. when i when I was like, all right i'm gonna move i'm gonna move. I just never did right and now that I've been here i'm like i'm gonna stick it out, and then there is a part of me that knows i you know I will I will move,
0: yeah.
1: But those are some of the things that have kept kept me.
0: i mm. I'm just asking myself that same question. I mean, uh, they are,
1: Seattle is like a, a you know, it's like a relationship. Some days I wake up and I'm like, really, you want to mm-hmm. like this? Oh, you re- so you you see how faithful I've been to you? Like, you know, I'm like, I'm it's
0: great. like and every time I've tried like, to right you love me See. this
1: can work you know
0: <laughs> every time i've tried to break up with seattle she like i got a job for you and i'm just like girl you know i'm trying to like run real fast
1: i know for me it's like a relationship like but but baby this one exactly and i'm like oh you're right you're right and she's like we can work it out and, you know, she gives me that talk. Don't you know wherever you go, there'll be racism? Don't you know wherever you go, Please. there'll be... And then I'm like,
0: oh, you are so... You can be queer here. You right. can be openly queer here. <laughs> I think me and her is really about to break up real soon. Like, I'm like, I'm not listening to your lies no more. Like
1: She's sweet to me. She's sweet to me. And, yes. then, and then she's, like, mean to me. So yeah. anyway, and I don't—I don't want to say I'm in a dysfunctional relationship with Seattle, but it is definitely a roller coaster-ish. One minute I'm like, "Oh, I'm in your arms, I'm calling you home, <laughs> baby, I'm back," and the next minute I'm like, "I'm packing my shit."
0: Like, and she has too many people here. That's the issue. She has too many people there. <laughs> That's it. That's the problem. She's just trying to commit to everybody, and she ain't built that
1: way I guess well I mean <laughs> I don't know. I really I feel like that too Seattle's like baby let's just have an open relationship you know I got you and it, and then it's fine I'm like okay and then other days I'm like no I'm not I'm not feeling your love Seattle like I want to be your one I want to be the one
0: but, no. but
1: seriously yeah I those are the things that kept me here um, I I tussle with it you know, I right. have those plans of moving. But for right. me, it's always like, where would I go? Mm-hmm. Because I want the place to have so many things. And, and this is another thing. I have moved around so much right. that, that the idea of moving again, is like, it needs to be really good. I have lived in Japan, San Diego, Kansas City, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Like, it 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 needs to be right a place that I want to
0: settle into.
1: Yeah, so I think that's yeah. too. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not at the place where I'm like I could go. I could go. I could live here for a year, and if I don't like it, I'll just move. Like I I, I don't think I'm cut out for that. So
0: uh-huh.
1: it has to be something, you know. Right. And I, I think understand. That's what's, that's what's holding me too, because I don't know what the something. I don't necessarily
0: know what the something or the somewhere is yet. Yet. That's a good. That's a good one. Uh, you talk a lot about your children, which I, I adore. Hate. Your baby. And let's just put it out there: if you don't know Anastasia Renee, that, she got the queerest ass family. They. <laughs> like, and I mean, you could ask for a better <laughs> family. I want like, a lottery. I want
1: yes a body, baby. Did. I'm so happy about it.
0: Can you just talk about your family and why I say you have the queerest ass family, and it is not a put down. People like, I Anastasia's family is bi family, so that's why I can say that.
1: I, you know, and this is the thing I'm learning too. They are their own adults now. Yes. Um, <laughs> They yeah. are you know, when I say my babies, sometimes people are like, What are they? In high school, middle school? I'm like, No, they're twenty two and twenty-five. But yes. they're still my babies. Right. But yeah, they're queer, they're trans. I I love it. But I have to say it um some of the struggles are that I don't really I don't really know very many other people that have my story.
0: Exactly. And
1: so sometimes And I you're feel- also
0: married to a queer person.
1: Yes. So I that's feel, what I'm I feel very sometimes I feel both like we won the lottery and also I feel a little isolated. Yes. Because if if someone is going through something with their queer queer child, let's say that, you know they're new at it, I'm happy they can be like. So I you, what did you do when blah blah blah? And I have, you know, I have I don't have the right all the right answers, but I have some answers I can help. Right. Um, but then when I'm going through things, I just don't feel like anybody has my situation, right? Um, and one thing that I've had to battle with is just because I have two. Queer children, it doesn't mean they're the same.
0: we oh, no. all, yeah. like,
1: Indigo, Brandon, and I have had to fight. Like, I don't, I don't have two gay boys. I don't have two trans folks. Like, they are each a unique queerness. Yeah, they get, lo- <laughs> they get locked in some of the same categories of queerness, yeah. and so that that has been something as a mom I'd have to i have to be like no actually we're not just a bunch of fill in the blank um
0: exactly I
1: am this indigo is that and Brandon is this there's some overlapping but it's not all the same
0: right
1: um, and so part of that is just as a mom you know if you're a mom and you have more than one child you know they're not the same child anyway You know what I'm saying? You tell tell one child, clean up your room, that child is on it. You tell the other, clean up your room, and they're like, but where do I start, right? And you're a teacher, you can't teach all kids the same. Everybody has different learning abilities. Some people Mm -hmm. hear it, some people, you need to write it. And I think when it comes to queerness, people forget that. And it's like, oh, so we are one big happy queer family, but we are each so different.
0: Four different identities.
1: Yes. And on the on the one hand, it's great. It's like, whoa, I feel like this when we all get together. Woo, honey. Yeah. Like it's right. like, I'm in the group chat with my children. And I I still say if they weren't my kids, I would be so jealous. I love our group chats. And then sometimes they forget I'm in the group chat and I'm reading like, What? <laughs> what is happening here? Mommy is here. Hello. Right. And, and then there are days when I'm freaking out, I'm looking at the news. And I'm like, this could happen to one of my babies. Um, I the the level of fear is sometimes heightened because of our queer identity. So I'm not only worried about me and you know, and my person walking down the street, I got to think about the two of them in their separate spaces and what What does that look like in the level of Mm -hmm. safety it's like i not only do i have to think about them being black in america i also have to think about them being this in america and that in america um in the world so the 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 level of worry i feel is heightened sometimes but and also but the level of joy (laughs) Mm -hmm. is, is heightened
0: I would say, like, the beautiful things about Indigo and Brandon, which I so appreciate, is that one, how they're in relationship with each other. Um, It is a beautiful thing to see when siblings can be in relationship with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And hang out with each other and support each other. And then, anytime that I see them on the street, it is just always love. Yeah, Like, it's always, and so, and that's a direct connection to who you are as a person and i would just say like i always appreciate the love they show me and mr b every time we see them on the street and of course it's like you see them on the street and you're just like okay anybody fuck with him like we don't like you know so we watch <laughs> watching walk down the streets to make sure like and they may not know we watch it but we watch it to make sure like if we gotta jump we don't jump ain't nobody mess with them. i appreciate so that. I, yeah i just i just appreciate um I also appreciate that a lot of times, even you are a queer mother, that does not mean that you don't have the same fears or anti-queerness running inside of you. Sometimes we forget that also. And the thing I appreciate about you is that you understand your children have to be.
1: They have to be. And yeah, their own people.
0: Yeah, and that doesn't stop your fear or something like that, but I I often also see like gay, lesbian, queer, LGBTQ parents like enforce the same homophobia that was enforced on them to their children and I'm just like I don't get it but then I get it.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> I don't do I don't do that, but I I have to say that like all of our stories are are different, you know? Yeah. They they came out to me at different times from their little kid point of view now that they have an understanding you know of of queerness or whatever it's different but from their little kid point of view this was new too like okay Mm -hmm. mommy you know what i mean we all have um we each have our own story
0: Yeah.
1: yeah we each have our own story and like i said there's frames in the story that overlap and there's frames in the stories where all three of us are in the same frame and then there's frames in the stories like no that's Indigo's story that's brandon's story this is this is my story but i think no matter what i'm still a parent who is freaked out about the world i i'm terrified i've never i don't know what it's like to turn off my phone I was telling right. colleagues that when I was t- doing an effective ally workshop, what a privilege! What a privilege it is to just say you're going to be checked out and turn your phone off. And I'm so afraid something might jump off with mm. my kids, and I want to be there. That I, I, that level of rest that mm-hmm. some people have, I'm like, oh, I don't know what that's like since they were right. born. I absolutely do not know what it's like to just chill because I. And that's not gonna go away because I'm a parent, and they are. We'll no, talk, no. I mean, we're fine; everything's fine. But I know there's a piece of them that's going well. It might not. <laughs> it's good to know at least you know, right? In case it's not fine,
0: right? <laughs> exactly, you know? exactly. So. What um what was your inspiration for and still transitioning or not transitioning, moving into mommy mode? You wrote a wonderful piece of work, a play, um, "Queer Mama Crossroads." Yes, um, I first saw uh, at Gay City. Um and then that moved to the attic theater. Attic? Yes, attic yes. theater.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Annex, thank you. Attic Theater is somewhere else. I know where the attic theater. That's in Detroit. I must be missing Detroit. <laughs> attic Theatre is in Detroit. Annex. Um what was your inspiration behind writing that?
1: Ooh, well, first of all, um, shout out to Ibo, Jelena, kamai Na Akua, and Simone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Well, my first inspiration for writing that is again, I don't feel like queer mothers in general and especially queer black mothers and especially mm-hmm. uh, queer PLC mothers get that much respect. Right, We're not really cast. That character is not really cast in roles. Um, and I know earlier in my queer experiences, way, way earlier, if you said you had children or you were married to a man, it was just like, "Mm." right? Um, I don't Mm -hmm. really know if you're one of us. This may not be other people's experience, but I definitely experienced pushback. Like, I'm not as cool um, since I have kids. Uh, And that really stuck with me. Mm -hmm. I feel like times have changed a lot now, but that stuck with me that I couldn't be in the, like I wasn't like a cool, cool queer because I had children i was a mom mm-hmm. and just as a writer and watching plays and watching movies i rarely saw that person cast for anything and if if she was it was also a stereotype um, <laughs> yeah there's a stereotype of what a queer mom is right and and then at the same time simultaneously women black women are dying just Can being me- murdered and Rest- so the the like thinking about all of this and how we don't really get to we don't really get to hear their stories I mean we hear after a black woman is killed you know there's a little like okay here's a little bit about who she was here's what happened right. and then there's all these um there's all these memorials and then people want to say her name you know you're saying her name right. now you weren't saying her name when she was alive in the world um so I'm just telling you like all like all those things together pushed mm-hmm. me to right queer mama crossroads and as a spiritual person. I wanted to not dig deeply because I can't not my mind can't do it yet, but to touch on the spiritual aspects what mm-hmm. happens and I wanted audience members to hear those stories. So that's what made yeah. me write um, and, and see the play through. I would hope mm-hmm. that it would be on stage again. But I'm so grateful um, for those two spaces that put it on.
0: I, I want to say, like, when you, when you say that those, those roles and those people aren't getting cast, also, unless you or someone else is writing those roles, they don't really exist. Because again, we, we, see, we see Blackness, we see Black women, we see Black queerness, we see Black transness we see these through very limited thinking and very limited um, frames. That's, not, can, that's,
1: why I, that's why I wrote it. And yeah, you know, let's be honest, in our world, you know, it was at Gay City and it was at the Annex, but, you know, it breaks my heart. It's now just sitting on my computer and I just have yeah. memories of the, the, the play. Um, there's also not a, you know, no one's like calling me like, oh my God, this play was so meaningful. We want to produce it want we right. you know we support this work, so I think there's the the like the the reality of a writer too when you write plays like this that are not commercialized mm-hmm. and not polished, I'm not censoring people we' don't, we don't got no gospel choir singing in the play um mm-hmm. no one's gonna get saved at the end there's no romance in that way, right, right. it's not linear so when you are someone who 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 already writes experimental work and you have big ideas and they're a little like I guess you could say boundary pushing like the idea that that they will get picked up and produced and pushed is 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 it's not impossible but it certainly is difficult mhm you know mhm yeah
0: Wow. I'm glad it was produced when it was. Thank you. And you know, it can come back again. (laughs) It can. It It can come back again. We'll see. see. Yes, you are an artist. Uh, A lot of people know you as a writer. Um, You were Seattle's civic poet um, for two years, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, What were the highs and lows of being Seattle's civic poet? Look, y'all. Uh, okay, before Anastasia answers that question, I'm just gonna say this: uh, I have pinned Anastasia's Venmo down there. So I'm gonna, gonna answer it. I just need to. I, I'm, just,
1: I'm
0: giving you a moment. Let me finish. I'm giving you a moment. So before Anastasia drops some things on your lap, just hit up that Venmo and Stacey that's homework and just start pouring into what Anastasia is about to say. Okay, now go.
1: Okay. First (laughs) of all, I want to give a shout out to our current Seattle civic poet, who's Jordan Imani Keith. Jordan, you're awesome. And to our previous Seattle civic poet, which is Claudia Castelluna. Like Um, I think Seattle needs to know, oh my God, there were three people of color, Seattle civic poets. This is like unheard of in Seattle. Are you kidding me? Right. Um, so I think Seattle's sleeping on that. Like, what other city or state has had three women of color in this civic position? So that's the right. thing that kind of bugs me. Because I, sometimes I, I'm talking about Seattle, I'm, Seattle as a lover or a girlfriend. I'm just like, boom. <laughs> I need you to be more aware, Seattle. Right. I love you. I need you to be more aware. So I had. I want to say that. Um, for my term, I was second. And what I want to say about second or being the middle is when the first person does it, it's really exciting and like people mm-hmm. are pumped. Uh, it, it could seem like the world is open to you. And when the third person does it, they have already had two experiences to, to learn from. And so people are like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we've learned from the past two. And I feel like when you're second, you're still kind of um, making it happen, and what I love about the position of Seattle Civic Poet is that you do get to make it happen. You know, you're you have your own projects that you see see through, but I feel like during my term, a lot a lot was happening in the city, um, and then I wanted to do so much. I was like, I'm gonna, you want to do this, I'll, I'll help you. I'm a civic poet. And I I, I think I kind of said mm. i more than I could chew because I was like, if I, you know, if the most high is gonna allow me to have this kind of position, I want I want to help communities as much as I want to help. So I feel like it was glorious and wonderful, but I did a lot. And then at the end, I feel like I didn't do too, I didn't do as much as I wanted to do.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um. But, what I did enjoy the most about it was reconnecting with people that I met er- earlier when I first moved here and then making new connections with people mm-hmm. that i didn't I didn't even know existed in the city or people that were doing work that I had no i I had no idea about and my right. other favorite thing was um when I curate, I love to bring voices together that may not necessarily be together. So I mm-hmm. love the intergenerational work that I was doing, you know, bringing like youths with with some seasoned folks together. Um, and then at the end, celebrating some elders in the community. That was one of my, mm-hmm. my favorite things to do. Yeah.
0: Seattle produces celebrities, local celebrities. Um, How do you navigate that space? Because, okay, so the local celebrity is, for me, is that people will ask you to do a bunch of stuff because they see you starting to do things. And then there's also a handful of people that think that you, like, work some voodoo magic to get to the thing that you got to or that you're kissing somebody's ass. Or people think that they just know you because of the work that you do, but they actually don't know you. Like there's so many different things. Um, How do you navigate that space?
1: You know what, Danny? I I know this is gonna seem weird, but I don't... I think I don't move through Seattle like a celebrity. Mm -hmm. I'm still, (laughs) I'm still shook. I'm still a I've, you know, pre COVID, I'll still walk up to you and give you a hug. I'm usually the one checking in. It's not so what all my books are things I've done. I'm like, hey, how are you? I'm thinking about Whatever. you. Are you okay? I, I think I don't I don't move through the world like a celebrity. What I what I will say is if you are humble and you just everyday people, people forget about all the work that you are doing and all the work you Mm -hmm. have done so sometimes that can backfire right if you move through Mm -hmm. the world like you know regular people somebody's sister somebody's auntie somebody's mentor somebody's you know home person Mm -hmm. then people forget like oh you've done all these things Mm -hmm. um and i but i still would rather choose to move like that. I think mm-hmm. where the celebrity part shows up for me um is when white people want to use me for certain things. Mm. Um I, I I think there's like the the a list sometimes that folks pull from. And so in my experience, not necessarily in the last three years, but in my experience I wasn't the kind of celebrity that was on the um the blacklist because I wasn't I was like traveling from Uncle Teo to Seattle and then like
0: right.
1: so I I feel like some of my folks were like, I'm sorry who? She wasn't at the Kwanzaa event. I don't know who that is like who is she, right? Or mm-hmm. um I thought she was a poet no she's a teacher no she's a playwright oh she does all of it like I I, I feel Mm -hmm. like for a while I was stumbling through that and then I was performing and doing things with white institutions but I Mm -hmm. was the only black person Mm -hmm. but then black people weren't showing up because they were like you you do things with with white institutions so there I was being super black (laughs) in the white institutions yeah and not seeing people of color. Because they were like, "I'm not going there," or "I'm not doing that." I don't even know. I I, I don't know. I felt like for me, it was like um, being in middle school of my mm-hmm. uh, Seattle ce- celebrityness, if you if you would say. And now I've I've figured it out. But I think I had a lot of stumbling moments around the way. So the 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 what I'm trying to say is, I I don't I never have felt like the sort of like celebrity mm-hmm. Seattle light that you're talking about. And then when I think about it, I don't want, I just want to be, I'm just Anastasia. I want mm-hmm. to, I want to excel in my career. And if I open a door, I want 25 people to come in. And then there's also the part of me, like I'm not 23 anymore. Like right. this is my career. None of this stuff is, I'm not, this is, I'm not a hobbyist. So mm-hmm. the, the, things that I do in my career the work I share the things I write um, my podcast our podcast with Reagan's deep end and all the other things I do they're so important to me that I listen to the podcast it's the deep end yeah I tend to focus more on the work and less about the celebrity part in fact things Mm. like this make me really nervous I, I freak out every time there's anything live, anytime I have to share my work. I literally, I don't listen to my, I still haven't listened to my TED talk fully. I'm not, I'm just regular. I'm just regular doing I would
0: right say now. you and I understand it that way. Like if I do something, I just won't watch it ever again. Cause I'm like, I don't need to relive that moment <laughs> in time. Mm-mm. um and 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 just because of that, that you know I just don't watch stuff, I think like for me, you are pretty well known and 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 people know who you are, and your work shows it um I remember it was Art Walk, and I can't remember maybe a year or so ago you did this beautiful installation. Um, and I know I went. I can't remember if Marvel was there. Maybe I went by myself. I can't remember. But I just saw you, and I was like, "That's great. like Joe." <laughs> <shit, dope."> like <laughs> it just it, for me. So that's why I bring up like it. And maybe "celebrities" a bad word, but also like we understand that local producers, Seattle produces local celebrities that they hype up. Yeah, I have felt the effects of that, so I understand that. Um, I. You know, I just feel like I'm fabulous, so that's what you're going to get. You're not going to get celebrity. You're just going to get fabulous. That's all. Um, but just seeing you in that element as as my friend and just understanding your dopeness and understanding, like, how people were reacting to you, there's, there's things within – the work that you do, be it Queer Mama Crossroads, the Deep End podcast, your books – your poetry, or you just showing up, it is something beautiful and magical about that, that we need in this city. And so you may not feel the effects of things, but seeing you navigate that space in 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 the installation, it was just something really magical about that and really beautiful about that. And so... You celebrity in my head. So I'm just saying, I say that to say, that in my head. You are a celebrity in my head. Um, yeah. And we've worked together um, at least twice. We've worked together, and then we've been in the same performances. But we've worked together twice. Uh, and you be bringing stuff out of people. I just want you to know that also. We are coming close to time. Um, I just want you to know that also... Uh, there is power in what you do and how you bring it out of people. And I remember one day after we were, it was a fat guy. It was something. And you just walked up to me, and I think I just bust out crying. It was just something about, like, you were just bringing too much damn energy. And I was just <laughs> like, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> and I just remember crying. Um, the other thing that I just want to try to fit in while we have time, um, your writing—you—you you have several books out, and I've also a if, if you all go through the comments, Anastasia uh, Renee dot Anastasia dash Renee dot com, you can purchase um, her books. You can see some of her work on there. Um, how has writing moved you out of hard situations? How has your art moved you out of hard situations?
1: I want I. It is true. I am strong um, and resilient and persistent, but I don't think I would be here in this plane if I weren't a writer or an artist. Hmm. Writing and art has kept me alive. And it's also my protest, you know? Hmm. I appreciate it all the protesting including you know people I love out 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 there but you know what writing is my protest that's yes. my picket sign that is my call to arms and my manifesto so I think that the writing and art has kept me alive it's right. my it's my mm-hmm. heartbeat right but I don't know what I would I don't. I just really don't think I've, I'd be here, or not, not at least not this iteration of me, if it, no. if it weren't for my writing. And you're right. Like it's inner. It's an energy to me. It's not a hobby. It's not a thing. It's integral to who I am. It is my lifestyle. I am a writer and a creative. It's not just a thing that I'm doing. Sometimes I wish I could be that flippant about it. I'm gonna write some poems, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna write some books, pick up plays, do some art, but that's not the way I feel about it.
0: Thanksgiving at your house is poetry.
1: My macaroni is.
0: I'm just saying, like the way that that navigates, like it's just all inside of you. I have one more question, but before I get to my last and final question, just some things that's coming up next next week. Um, hopefully we'll be back on Instagram, CD Forum page. Uh, I am interviewing Juma Jumatatu Mpo. Uh, Jumatatu is a choreographer, creative, um, in Philadelphia. Uh, a lovely, lovely person, and I hope you all tune in for that. That's three p.m. next week, uh, September twenty-six. Tomorrow is the Urban Poverty Forum, Native Voter Suppression Election twenty twenty. It's a free event. Um, you can go to our website for the links to the tickets, or you can go to the strangers um, That is presented by hold on folks, I'm gonna get it together. Um, that is presented by Town Hall. It's featuring uh Representative Ruth Anna Buffalo, um Fawn Sharp, and Robin Littlewing Seago. Uh, city form town hall the mahogany project um we are all sponsoring that event uh, that's a free event again you can tune in um to that tomorrow go to the stranger tickets.com and it's the urban poverty form um native voter suppression um election 2020 and uh we have humanity of an evolving perspective with banya bynum That's October 24th. We'll have more information on that. If you want to find out more about Anastasia Renee, please, these conversations for me is less about talking about the art a lot of times. It is really talking about the person because uh, a lot of these people that I interview are people that I'm truly, truly inspired by. Uh, These are people that Anastasia is one person and and her household are a group of people that if it's not for them, I will not be able to survive Seattle the way that I do. Anastasia, yes, is right. She will hit me up and be like, how are you doing? What's going on? And I think she always hits me up when I think she knows I'm going through hell. Like, <laughs> and, and so, but I appreciate that because she does check in. She does um, do that to me quite often. And she knows this year has been really rough for me um, in multiple ways. And so I appreciate that. So, yes, you do, like, for real. You do that for real. Um, and and I am so horrible at doing that with people because you just don't do it. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> but you are so good at that. Um, so without uh Anastasia and her household, like it would be a rough time here in Seattle. And I, I'm so glad that at times like people they start off as acquaintances, friends, and they move into position of family. That I know, if if I truly need it, Anastasia, you'd be there. Last question: What is your joy? We got 24 seconds.
1: What is my joy?
0: Yeah. My
1: current joy is focusing on being in the present. When I'm in the present, when I realize I'm here, I am persistent. We're laughing. Um, I I have the things that I need, and I can. That's five seconds. That makes me joyful.
0: Bye, everybody.